Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome in. It's our Warriors weekly podcast for 95.7 The Game, episode number one. John Dickinson with you and a pleasure to be joined by the one and only Gary St. Jean. Of course, you see him on the pre and post uh, on NBC Sports Bay Area. St., uh, we're going to have a lot of fun as you become a podcast legend here on our Warriors Weekly Podcast for 95.7 The Game. Well, John, you're, you're taking this old coach into uncharted waters. I'm, I'm a little nervous, but I know you're <laughs> going to carry me like you always do, so uh, we'll, we'll get through it. Let, let, let's just get started. Uh, right off the top here, it's the, the elephant in the room, and that's just the simple fact that this Warriors team is going to be a whole hell of a lot different than what we've seen these last five or six years when they take the, the floor on Thursday night against the Clippers. Uh, just what's the biggest thing for you uh, that, that's just going to stand out as you look ahead to this this season as far as just how weird it's going to be to see all the change? Well, we've been in a utopian environment, uh, the best, for five years. And... Uh, it's, it's been a long fest. Uh, players have been fabulous playing the game, the organization, the fans have been awesome. But you know what, John? This is what happens in sports. I don't even care if you're playing in college or in high school. You guys play for four years in high school and college, and, and they move on. And in the NBA, you have a window of opportunity, and that's what it was. And the Warriors did a great job capitalizing on it. And now you have some remaining pieces in Draymond and Steph, and I think it's kind of fun. It's it's a new chapter because you've got a lot of unknown. You know, what's Russell going to be like? Uh, how about Willie Cauley-Stein when he gets healthy? And Looney playing consistent big minutes. And, you know, who's going to come off the bench and uh, fill a role for, for a good basketball team? And uh, so we've got a lot of questions. And uh, it, it, it's uh, it, that's the way it goes in the NBA. And, you know, I've been blessed in my career to be with some terrific teams and some rebuilding teams, and uh, th- this is what it's about. And, and you look at at what's going to be different, and I think you know, no Clay Thompson right off the bat is just going to be so strange. I mean, I, I think everybody kind of knew for the last year, you know, there, there was a good chance Kevin Durant wasn't going to be coming back. So I think everybody was kind of preparing themselves for maybe, you know, life after Kevin Durant. Sure, trying to win one more championship and, and get the three-peat, uh, but, but, but you figure, well, Clay Thompson's going to be there, right? He's the guy that's going to resign, and he did, but he goes down in, in game six of the finals and it it just it's thrown the whole thing into into even more I think of an uncharted water than than the Warriors would have hoped uh, you know coming into to, to the opener. Well, and there's no doubt about that. I mean, you're losing a a perennial All Star in my mind, one of the great shooters we have in the game, a great defender, a great veteran pro, and uh, heck, if you know you got Draymond and him and 
Steph out there, and you add Russell and a couple big pieces, uh, you're you're an entirely different team. Uh, but with that said, uh, you know, I, Steve hit it right on to you know talking about the fact that he got, I want to say, he operated on in early July, and that's only nine months till April. And you know, you you've got to make sure you don't rush back. You got to make sure you're you're going to be a okay when you come back, better than ever. People today with ACLs. They tend to come back stronger. So, uh, uh, you know, he's, he'll be dying to play. But with that said, yeah. you got to make a good decision because there's years left in his career, and you want him at the optimum level. Yeah, and, and it's interesting, too, because I think there's – and I want to get your perspective on this from, from being a, a head coach in the NBA because I, I think there's an element of, sure, you're looking at the calendar, and, and I think because of the – you know, career and the durability that Clay Thompson has. Fans want to be optimistic about him coming back, and you know, you're out of practice, and he's lightly shooting, and you you start to wonder what if. And I and I think, you know, Steve Kerr says, hey, it's it's unlikely he's coming back just based on the calendar. But I think it's twofold. One, you don't want the fans getting carried away thinking that you know when Clay comes back blank in, in essence relying on the stretch of games you're going to have clay thompson back but i also think there's a little bit of a message to the team in there that you guys are going to have to hold up on your own and be a good enough team to have any kind of return for clay thompson to even matter uh it, what, what do you think of the coach kind of sending a message to the team hey don't expect to have that guy you know come in as the savior uh you're going to have to hold your, your yourselves up and be a good team no, I think you're right. Uh, you know, Steve, uh, to me, uh, is a great coach. And it all starts with who he is as a person and his abilities to communicate, uh, whether it's with his players, with management, uh, with fans, with the media. And uh, he just uh, has a way to convey a message, and uh, it, it resonates. And I just have a wealth of respect for him. And, you know, he went through one of those and, you know, I can speak for my own family. My son had two. My daughter had one. Maybe it's heredity stuff, right? But uh, you you got to make sure. Listen, this is uh, this is a great player. I think he's going to be a future Hall of Famer. And uh, you know, you don't you don't want to rush something to come back for what ten games. And you know, who's to say then that mentally uh, he's going to be right or physically? You know, you can run around and scrimmage and all that kind of thing. That eventually here you'll be doing some. Shooting, but you know it's it's an arduous therapy. You know you got to strengthen the quad and the hamstring, and you got to create flexibility, and then you got to create lateral movement. It's 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 a it's a tough rehab, but um, you know I'm really confident, and that's what gives me hope as we go forward that uh, you're still going to have a nucleus of, of some terrific players. John Dickinson, Gary St. Jean, our Warriors Weekly Podcast for 95.7 The Game. Uh, so, Clay Thompson is off to the side uh, until further notice. Steve Kerr reiterated that today. But the, the guys that we know are going to be here and, and the main guy that's going to be filling some of that void is D'Angelo Russell. And, and look, the, the Warriors are down a couple of starters from where they finished you know, going back to the finals. Kevin Durant no longer here. D'Angelo Russell in the mix. Uh, as you look at at Russell and Curry, how long do you think it really takes them, uh, you know, time to gel? And, and are, would you be more concerned about some of the holes on defense 
versus some of the holes on offense, given who's no longer around and who now is, is stepping in? Well, John, I think you're, you're talking, I think, about the biggest secret that, that, that wasn't talked about enough, defense. We had the best defense in the league, and, and you don't have Andre. You don't have Sean. Uh, you don't have Durant, and you don't have Thompson. And, uh, you know, not only were they great defenders, they were veteran defenders, and they were smart, and they could react as a group in, in an unbelievable fashion. There were subtle rotations that I wish I had a whiteboard to show fans that they did, that I'd sit there, and I, and I would just marvel at how they'd move in synchronization, like on a string. You move, I move, the next guy moves. And uh, that that's, you know, this team will work hard. Uh, they'll develop a chemistry. But uh, the defense is what carries you in the NBA. When you go on the road, you're not going to shoot it great every night, but give yourself a chance to win. And uh, so this is where the coaching staff comes in, and Steve, uh, We've, they're a terrific bunch of coaches in that they teach the game very, very well, and they relate to players well. So that'll be obviously a big key, the defensive end. And you started with D'Angelo. And, you know, um, he's played a system back there with the Nets where I'm going to use a phrase. He was all dominant. He had the ball in his hands as much as any guard in the league and ran as many – I think he was second in the league in pick and rolls. Well, we run some pick and rolls, but maybe not as much as some other teams – because the offense is predicated on ball movement and people movement. So there's going to be adjustments for him. And, uh, but with that said, I, I just think he, he's that talented that he's going to get you 20 plus points uh, a game, but it is going to take him some time to mesh. I think Steph is easy to play with. Uh, and from this standpoint, if you're open, he'll give you the ball. And, uh, he's going to, and John, you know this. We're going to see schemes defensively. You and I will be talking about this, how they try to double-team him, how they put a put a hit on him in the backcourt. Or when he's oh, without yeah. the ball and he comes off a baseline screen, they're going to leave the inside guy to open and take away you know, the jump shot by double-teaming with a big and small. We're going to see a lot of those things because this year because they couldn't do them in the past because of Clay and Steph being on the uh, – the Clay and Kevin, they couldn't do that. I mean, it was pick your poison. But without those guys now, they're going to be at liberty to try to be much more aggressive with him. And, uh, you know, he's seen a lot of defenses, but uh, he, he's going to get the, a heck of a lot thrown at him. Uh, but, I, John, I have a feeling that he's ready to, if he can stay healthy, he's ready to have a tremendous year. Yeah, and I, I think that that's one thing that, that we're all – kind of wondering is can can he have that year kind of like a James Harden or or a Russell Westbrook have had where it's it's kind of all on them to just go get it and also trust your teammates enough to you know to, to keep everybody honest so I think if you know we've gone in a way Saint from the regular season in a lot of ways meaning nothing for this team to now it it really means everything because they're going to have to play well just to get in in a, in a pretty tough and, and deep western conference. Oh boy, you know, John. I, I, let's start with the two LA teams. Uh, you mean any Clippers when they get Paul George back? I mean, to me, they're the favorites. The Talk, about a, a well, Talk about defense yeah, there. Talk about defense there, Saint. When you when you roll those the, guys out. Yeah, that, your guys are right on. I mean, you think about it with the pit bull Beverly, uh, and then you add you've got Kawhi and and, and uh, George, and you know, uh, 
Montrez Harrell, and I mean, they're deep. They're, they're going to be a terrific team. They're physical, they're athletic, and they're, they're experienced. Now, on the other side, playing the Lakers, to me, uh, you know, that may be as good a duo as we have in the league, but what's going to happen with the rest of that team? Can that team stay healthy? Uh, can they stay in the top four in the West? Because for me, I've got three young teams. I'm going to call them young teams. I'm going to call Denver, Utah, and Portland. Three teams that I'm kind of interested in watching this year. Can they take another step up? That That's the big key with them. And, uh, you know, um, Denver is probably the top of the three, but the other two have some great, great players. And, uh, and, and then so we're going to get down to where, where the Warriors are, you know, with the Warriors and with San Antonio and, you know, you know, OKC falls out of the mix. You've got Doncic in great shape, so Dallas is going to be good. And I haven't even mentioned Houston. I, I'm going to have them a little bit lower than those first five because I don't know how well that's going to mesh with Westbrook and Harden. Uh, well, so you, yeah. you're right on. The West is, is just tremendous. It's going to be great. And and they've got some issues, too. I mean, Houston gets off to a bad start. Mike D'Antoni might be in a little bit yes. of trouble. And then the, the whole thing could come kind of crumbling down before before those two ever really get a shot to, to, to gel into something. Without a doubt. I, you know, and he, listen, a veteran coach, I, I've known Mike for like 30 years, and quality guy. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, the ownership and management are maybe thinking about a change. And when you're, do, when you're talking about a contract that, you know, the agent for the coach, he wants an X number of years, and maybe they're not comfortable giving it. And You know, those things happen. That, that, that's just the way it is. But uh, you're right. They're a little volatile, and, and we'll have to see what happens with them. And, you know, uh, I, I just uh, have so much respect for all these teams in the West. They're well-coached. Uh, you know, a lot of veteran players. It's, uh, it, it's really uh, it's exciting. And, you know, we, we're going to see great games at the chase, and, and I'm not going to – last year I was not too high on the East. But for me, you've got four or five teams there. Obviously, you've got Philly and Milwaukee by themselves. But for me, uh, then you have Boston and uh, you have Indiana and uh, – John, who's one more? Or Toronto. And, uh, you know, it's – And Philadelphia. Don't forget well, I, Philadelphia. I, I, I Philadelphia and Milwaukee are the two best to me. And then you've got those other three. That so that makes five. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I was back east, uh, just came back in town and reading about the Celtics, and they are so small. They're going to go to a small lineup, and uh, but yet on the other side of the coin, they open up tomorrow night with Philly. Philly's the biggest team in the league. And what's tough Toronto now, giving Siakam a max contract? Uh, what are they going to be like? We can't forget that. John, help me. I think they were 17-4 and four without Leonard. I mean, he took so many games off. And uh, if Oladipo comes back strong and Brogdon's down there, they just re-signed Sabonis. Um, I, I really like that team. So, you know, the league's going to be fun. The last five years ago, the Warriors, you know, they're the best, and we're all three steps behind. Well, now we've got a lot of parity. You know, people are going to get fired up about that. Yeah, and I, I think you could make a case this is as deep uh, the league is in in a number of years. I mean, twenty you could you could twenty twenty one teams that are 
that are, you know, really worth watching on a night in, night out basis that are going to be, you know, playing for, for 16 playoff spots. I, I can't remember a time where there were so many teams that believe they could be good if things go right. Usually teams kind of know what their ceiling is. There's a lot of teams that, that, that might be 35 win teams, but they think legitimately they could be 45 win teams. Yeah. Yeah. You're right on. And, uh, you know, an oversight on my part, uh, Team that team I coached for five years, the Kings. I, yeah. I forgot to mention them. Listen, well, they're, they're, they I'm think big, they're ready I'm to a, take somebody's spot. Yeah, yeah I, I'm a big Bagley guy. I think he's ready to emerge. We know about Fox and Heald signs the big contract, and they got Bogdanovic. And uh, if Giles can ever stay healthy with those knees, he's a talented kid. Uh, you know, they 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 could be knocking at the door for one of those seven or eight spots. So. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Gary St. Jean joining me, Warriors Weekly Podcast, Episode 1 for the 2019-20 season for 95-7, the game. Uh, Stephen Curry and Draymond Green have to play how many games if the Warriors are going to be a playoff team? You know, John, I'd say in the low 70s, somewhere in that ballpark, we can't have any major injuries. And Steve is terrific at this and that. You know the magic number. It's 32 or 33. And what does that mean? Minutes. Uh, he doesn't, he's not a believer in playing these guys 40 minutes. And he sticks to that. Uh, Mike Brown does a great job. They chart out rotations for each game and that kind of thing. And, uh, hey, listen, we're not letting a cat out of the bag here. There's luck involved. Uh, the teams that go a long way, um, they don't have major injuries. And, and that's, you have years where you're healthy as heck, and other years where you say, what the heck's going on here? So, uh, you know, you hope that those guys can stay healthy because I think Draymond's in great shape. Uh, mentally, he's got the new contract. I think he's really fired up to be a leader and uh, take on that responsibility of teaching these young guys the defensive end of the floor and how to play the game the right way. And, you know, I read that Steve said that uh, uh, mentally and physically, he's never seen Steph better. Uh, and John, I, I may be poo poo, but I, I don't think uh, it's twenty five shots a night is out of the north. Uh, he's got to have a green light, and uh, you know he'll be coming across that chase sign, and up they go. I, I, I'm fired up to watch him. Uh, when you look at two positions that are of the utmost question, I think. You know, there's a belief, and we talked about Russell, and and he could make up for some of of the Clay Thompson loss, certainly offensively. Uh, but you know, Steve Kerr's been adamant that the small forward spot is as important as any spot in the league, yep. and the Warriors are going to be starting Glenn Robinson the third there, and and you could make a case they don't have another true three on the entire roster. Uh, would you be more concerned about the three spot than you are about the five spot? And yeah. how much three can Eric Pascal play? Because I didn't really think of him at all as a three when, when they drafted him and watching him a little bit in the summer. But it looks like maybe he's going to get a shot to play some three and may develop into the best option there, and at least among mm. the, the current team. Well, I'll throw it at you another way. You know, this young guy, Green, will get a shot. Let's see how he does. A Robinson. But uh, don't be surprised. I think Willie Cauley-Stein went healthy. Uh, you know, that he and Looney, they can do the job there. Uh, and, but keep in mind, you also have the option to play Looney at four and push Draymond over to the three. 
And Draymond can handle all that stuff. Uh, you know, he can run the point forward. Uh, he knows that offense inside now. And um, he can guard threes. You know, he's very capable of switching in all those situations. So, uh, you know, that that's an alternative to think about. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll mix it up. Uh, you know, Burks is, you know, when he was in Utah, John, I really liked him. And uh, for whatever reason, it didn't go well there. And he went to Cleveland, and uh, he was inconsistent. But, uh, you know, he's got an ankle sprain. But when he gets healthy, I think you'll be impressed with him defensively. So you've got different players. And, you know, we haven't talked about Poole yet. He reminds me a little bit of Swaggy P. He hasn't seen a shot yet he doesn't like. Uh, the key for him to stay on the floor will be the defensive end. And I don't know yet where he's at. We'll have to watch him. But he played for a great college coach and John Beeline, who's the coach of the Cavs now. And, uh, you know, so those are those guys. And you talked about Pascal. Uh, you know, I'm a big Pascal fan. I, I um, You know, Jay Wright's one of the best college coaches there is. And Pascal, to me, is uh, he, he's put together. Uh, he's, he's what I call a position rebounder. He's not going to rebound the ball on the other side of the rim, but if it's in front of him, he'll have the space to take uh, up, and he'll he'll grab the ball. He's got good hands. John, he's a good 16, 18-foot jump shooter. Uh, shooter. I'm interested to see if he can make a three. Uh, and sometimes it takes a year or two, but I think if that adds to his game, uh, uh, you know, that got to be a big, big plus because uh, he's got a, he's got a nice – rhythm to his game. He looks poised and confident. The game's not too fast for him. And uh, I, I really, really like him as a pick. Yeah, and it looks like he can defend multiple positions, yeah. which is something the yeah. Warriors love. I mean, if he can defend yeah. threes, that that's a, that's a big-time help. Well, you know what? He's smart in this sense. If he's in a pick-and-roll and he switches on to a small, he's basically going to say, He's going to know the scout report. Is this guy going to try to drive on me, or is he going to pull up for the jump shot? And he'll take away the guy's best thing. That, that's the thing about him. He's intelligent. And, uh, you know, four years of college, uh, this is just a darn good pick. And uh, uh, he, he'll, he's going to grow into a nice player, I think. Saint, I'm going to put you on the spot. Where, where do you have the Warriors in the Western Conference? Give me a number. Give well, me a number. You got to give me. Give me. As, is it three? Yeah, is it coach, five? Is it seven? Yeah, what do you got? Yeah. I, as an old coach, uh, I don't get too bombastic about the preseason or season. So when I look at the West and I look at the Warriors right now, I I'm looking at six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. If if they can hang around in there, uh, they they're going to have the the coaching and the experience and the greatness of Green and Curry to. Help them make some separation from those other teams. I think to put them up in the top five is, is just asking a lot. An awful lot. All right, there you have it. The great Gary St. Jean, uh, six, seven, or eight in the Western Conference. Uh, Saint, it's a pleasure. I, I thank you for joining me here on the uh, Warriors Weekly Podcast. We're going to have a lot of fun with that uh, throughout the course of, of this year. Looks sounds like I'm going to get a chance to talk to you every week, which is a, which is a beautiful thing because I'm I'm always picking your brain, uh, even if it isn't on the air or, or for a podcast. So we're going to have some fun with it. Hey. John, I, I'm fired up. It was fun to be with you on Saturday and doing this podcast stuff. You're, you're taking me into another area, but uh, I'm going to get good coaching from you, and you can handle this old guy in good shape. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Saint.
Thanks, John. Have a great evening. All right, that'll do it. Episode one, Warriors Weekly Podcast. In the books, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.